Coaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? It's going good. Uh, nice Monday. Uh, got two Monday night games, so I'm looking forward to seeing this one at, uh, I guess, two hours or so, and then hopefully not staying up too late to watch the second one. It's probably going to be ending at one o'clock, hopefully no overtime. I uh, hope not. I mean, hopefully it's a quick game. But yeah, guys, uh, if you have been living under a rock this past four or five days, obviously the big situation with COVID had emerged. Uh, I think shortly, I think the day after we uh, we aired our podcast last week, and obviously the Titans and Steelers games got rescheduled, and uh, the Patriots and the Chiefs almost got their game rescheduled but luckily enough that they passed it and that's why they're playing on monday night tonight so uh we're gonna get some monday night football hopefully you guys made your adjustments as you did for the titans and steelers at least but now you don't have to worry about the bye weeks now they're out of the way with so uh that's a great feeling right there to have them out of your way so it's just one week so uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, we're doing waivers, guys. We're going to be talking in some news. We're going to be doing some new segments this week. We're going to try out and see how they all work. So start with the news, some small stuff, non-injury related, because we seem to have an injury related thing every single week at this point, Jibs. Uh, Nate Mullins got benched last night. If you didn't watch the Eagles game, congrats, Jibs, on a 1-2-1 and division leading record right now. Oh, it's the best, man. That's the least all day. <laughs> you can't beat that. Uh, Golden Tate and Jalen Ramsey got a little squared up after their Rams and Giants game this past week. So hopefully that doesn't affect uh, Golden Tate with maybe a suspension or anything like that. Uh, Kalen Balage, Adam Gase's favorite running back of all time, so they got let go from the Jets, which probably means uh, Le'Veon Bell is very close to returning, which is great, I guess. Um, and Bill O'Brien. Got the boot, got kicked to the can. See you later, Bill O'Brien. And now the te- now the Texans are left without a GM, a head coach, or a play call, Jibs. <laughs> I'm glad that clown's gone. Good riddance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate because he looked like a promising coach back in the day, leading some pretty bad Texans team to some 9-7 and seven records. But And then you just go and ruin it when you get yourself a franchise quarterback. I, I don't understand it. Bill O'Brien, you're going back to the drawing board on that one. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. So let's go over to the injuries, Jibs. Uh, we'll start with the small ones first. It shouldn't be too impactful probably, but uh, LaShawn McCoy obviously got hurt this past weekend. Grade 2, ankle sprain. He's week to week. Again, he didn't have much fantasy relevance. Uh, Tyler Eifert, concussion. Jordan Aikens, concussion. Hopefully he can kind of bounce back before week 5. Uh, Kenyon Drake and LaVisha Chanel got a little banged up. Uh, Kenyon Drake is fine, though. He was apparently practicing today, so that is good, great news. Um, Devontae Adams is out tonight. Probably won't you hear about this tomorrow, but he's out tonight, So, which is probably for the best because now he gets to rest another week and then they go on a bye. So if anything, for Devontae Adams owners, it's a sign of relief. Even though you don't win this week because of him, you have him hopefully for the rest of the season. Um, Sony Michelle Jibs um, on the IR. 
And then you know what that means. Damien Harris, Harris gets the activation. How thrilled are you about this right now? I'm thrilled to see a young running back get some time, especially uh, given like what the Patriots are going through right now with Brian Hoyer at the starting helm. So he should get some touches tonight. Uh, if you're playing, well, I, think he's, I think he's still out, though. I don't think he's that. playing. What? I think he's just activated. I don't know if he's playing this week, oh, though. Well, yeah. Oh, he would be like someone you could consider in like a desperation scenario, but obviously you kind of don't want to trust him uh, running back anyway. So what is his outlook looking forward right now? If, say, Sony's out for three weeks? I'll probably make a nice little headache. you probably get like all hyped on week two, and then uh, someone else will take the shine by uh, week four when uh, Sony comes back. So. Yeah. But he looked good as a runner in the preseason, so he should garner some of the touches that Sony was doing, maybe even more efficiency, uh, efficient. Yeah, yeah. Um... He should be okay. I mean, he probably will RB3 right now, guys, uh, if he plays next week. Um, he has that RB2 potential. Again, I'm not going to go crazy because Sony Michelle could come back. Um, but I believe if, if Damien Harris somehow does really good over the next couple weeks, he could take this job easily away from Sony Michelle. So not something I'm like thinking that's going to happen, but it's definitely a nice possibility for those who've been holding him on your IR spot. If you can hold him, still hold him. So he has a chance to do something well. Um, Sam Donald, uh, his availability is questionable for next week. Again, it's the Jets, but um, just something to note. And then some of the bigger news. Uh, O.J. Howard, Jibs, out for the season, torn Achilles. What does this do for you for Gronk now, uh, being possibly the main guy as tight end now without having to share the workload? Uh, he shines a little brighter in my eyes now. Uh, we did see Cameron Brake score a touchdown last week. But Tom Brady was just slinging the rock. So, especially with Godwin being out for another week, since they're playing on a short week kind of this week, I just think Gronk will have some appeal this week. And going forward, like, he could maybe even jump back into that top 12 consideration. I don't think it takes much to do it these days with, like, even, like, the top studs just not contributing. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's really just about, like some crazy shit right now when it comes to tight ends yeah yeah all you gotta do is really catch a, a 50 yards or a touchdown most weeks and you pretty much have yourself a tight end fun performance more than a not but uh in terms of my my take on gronk i mean i'm not 100 thrilled about wanting to get him now i mean we're gonna kind of mention him later on but i mean brady threw what 46 times and gronk caught three catches three i mean he had three targets i mean Hopefully that kind of bumps him up to maybe what he was in week uh, three when he had seven targets, possibly. But Cameron Brake, he's a guy who's definitely a little under the radar. I feel like somehow we'll scoop his way in there to split time with Gronk. So just keep your eye on that. But Gronk, I wouldn't go nuts about personally. I, I, I mean, he's just like a sleeper. Maybe he has a rejuvenated season with Chris Godwin also out right now. But I'm not thrilled to want to go out and find him quickly, so... Um, and then obviously the two big things, Nick Chubb, Jibs, my boy, IR, MCL injury, likely out four to six weeks, seeming like that the Cleveland Browns, I believe, have a bye in week eight or week nine, probably somewhere around there, a return date. Um, does this make Kareem Hunt uh, RB1? The RB1? He's, he was already RB1, basically, this <laughs> season. <laughs> Like he was a high, like R, high in RB two. So I still think Kareem Hunt could be definitely 
within that uh, the RB one discussion, I think it'd be a lower end kind of like maybe eight to ten range. But we did see. I think Cleveland's going to still get another running back in there, whether it be a guy that we're going to talk about a little bit later, or maybe even a guy who's been on the spot like Dontrell Hilliard. But still, someone's going to get touches. Yeah, for sure. And we're definitely going to talk about that other guy later. But yeah, Kareem Hunt was through four weeks RB seven. So I mean, he's already he's already been RB one, like Jib said, guys. But. He may be more of a reliable RB1 for sure now, not just getting a touchdown reliant, because he's really touchdown reliant prior. And now he may not. But again, he's also dealing with his own injury this past week. He was questionable. But yeah, he's definitely an RB1 right now in my eyes over the next at least month of October. He should probably play very strong. Um, you're not going to be able to. Ch- I mean, at some point, maybe you want to sell high on him, but now we're not talking about that right now. You hold him, you play him every single week right now, and hope that he gives you an RB1 performance every week. Sucks for Nick Chubb, though, but if you have an IR spot, just throw Nick Chubb there. Let him just sit the bench, and hopefully he'll be back enough to get some, you know, playoff uh, Nick Chubb out of him. So, and then, Jibs, I know you have a different, a bunch of shares of uh, Austin Eckler. Uh, you know, he was spotted with the crutches on a brace, knee on his brace, hyperextended his knee, hamstring. But we found out today that it was a grade two hamstring injury. He's going on an IR, more than likely to miss probably three, four weeks right now, Jibs. How are you feeling right now? I saw a chef D report four to six. Four to six, even better. Um, even worse. I'm a cream. I mean, I'm a Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler owner in Dynasty League, so I, I had a great Sunday. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of stinks. But I watched some of the game afterwards when Eckler popped out, and it looked like Josh Kelly couldn't get that much steam at all either. So I think that's going to be projected a uh, definitely like a committee share going forward between those two, seeing whoever gets off on the right foot. But I still think it's going to be Allen. So. I mean, Kelly's job going forward, at least to get the starting gig right off the bat. But, yeah, dude, you just got to hold out on him, man. Like, you probably could sell him and try to get whatever you can. I know I've been, like, kind of getting some offers, and I've been trying to target him, get him a little cheap. But still, he's going to get that second opinion. You want to wait till that happens. Yeah, definitely don't do anything rational. Unfortunately, tomorrow, or I guess tomorrow, you're going to have to make your waiver claims. But uh, we'll go ahead and we're going to talk about one guy in particular you might want to pick up. But yeah, it's unfortunate because Austin Eckler is having some great work there. Again, Joshua Kelly seems likely to have the starting job, at least early on. Again, he versus New Orleans next week. Nothing that I really want to say, oh, got to go and throw him in my starting lineup. Uh, but he probably will see the first work with a guy like Justin Jackson, again, who we'll talk about in a few, uh, kind of mix in. But right now, I think Kelly is probably more of a low-end RB2 over the next month. Uh, I mean, he's got some decent matchups against the, Gi- the Jets, Miami, and Jacksonville, so that's a good possibility there. I mean, they are going to want to continue to run the ball. Again, I'm, I'm better. I feel better, obviously, about the Brown situation, but then I feel about this situation, especially with if they don't switch back to Tyrod. Seems like Justin Herbert seems to be the real deal, and just airing the ball out every which way. So um, we're going to talk about, like I said, this backfield a little more into detail in a few. So, but those are the biggest news. It sucks. I mean, the running backs are just dropping like flies. So if you have running backs, honestly, hold on to them. Don't be. Don't try to get all cheesy and. Uh, yeah, just hold on to your death at running back, guys. That's all I can say right now. So yeah, don't be like me and sell Kareem Hunt a week before Nick Chubb gets hurt. 
look like a fool. Exactly. Don't go and do some stupid stuff, guys. Hold on no, to your running backs. Wide receivers are so much easier to find jibs than there are running backs right now. So uh, let's get into our first segment of the night. It's the coaches' review. We've been into a month in the season. We're actually going to do another pod tomorrow about more of that. But for this, uh, basically based off our drafts, Jibs, you know, give me one player based off your draft that you liked, uh, who maybe not not have liked actually, who's impressed you so far this fantasy season. That would be Robbie Anderson. If you look at like Fantasy Pros consensus, he was a wide receiver five in ADP this year, and he's turned into a wide receiver one for fantasy managers this year. At the moment, he's eighth in the position in PPR leagues. He's garnishing a decent target share on a fun offensive team in the NFC South. Those games, the defenses, everything in particular have just been pretty much porous besides the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but still they're always in high-scoring games. It sucks that DJ Moore is hitting off the schneid, but um, Robbie Anderson's all go right now. No, I really much like that. I, too, also chose Robbie Anderson. Um, so, <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'll, sorry, I'll give a different take. No biggie. I'll uh, give another one too. I'll, I'll give another one. I'll go first. I'll go first. Let me go first. Uh, but like, just like like you said, hundred yards at three to four games, leading the target share right now at thirty eight percent. Has a great stretch coming up. Only one touchdown. So much room for improvement. Even though he's playing really well, uh, he's looking like a different kind of player. The best thing was though, Jim. I don't know if you mentioned it. I missed it. But his air yards have like he's not a deep threat. He's more of a shorter guy, like a shorter throw guy. It seems like a lot lately. So um, definitely something that was very impressive. And real quickly, I'll give I'll guess I'll give a quick guy real quick that I can figure out here. Let's see. Um, to be honest, Aaron Jones. I really thought Aaron Jones would see a big reduction in, tar- in targets and uh, carries and everything like that. I was expecting them why they brought in A.J. Dillon, uh, but the Green Bay Packers just do what they want. And, I mean, Aaron Jones has 50 carries on the season. I mean, almost double, um, possibly triple almost, than what Jamal Williams or A.J. Dillon's giving. I mean, he's running well. He's getting targets. He's catching balls. I mean, he's playing lights out for a guy you get in the third round. I mean, and he's going to have another good week this week. He's definitely someone who's impressed me to continue to keep up that traction. And do you want to give another one, Jibs? You're on mute. Yeah, I'm going to choose Devontae Parker. Like, he just produces. Like, at the end of the day, like, they're not pristine, like, game-winning numbers. But, like, just having him in your lineup kind of gives you, like, a decent floor week to week. Yeah, I mean, he's in PPR leagues, he's had at least 10 fantasy points in three or four games. And the one game he missed the second half, he probably would have had over 10 that, that game, too. So uh, a lot of people, I mean, I don't know if it was in Dynasty League, Jibs, he was falling to, like, round 15, 16. Like, no one wanted him at all. So, I mean, glad to see that he is the number one wide receiver on this team, for sure. There's no questions about it. So... Uh, let's go over to the next part of it, and it's the player who disappointed you so far after one month from drafts, Jibs. Who is that player for you? For me? Like, I didn't draft him particularly, but for fantasy managers, it has to be T.Y. Hilton. Did you pick him? I did not pick T.Y. Hilton, so that's uh, all you. Okay. So, basically, I don't know if it's more of like a T.Y. I think it's more of a Philip Rivers problem than a T.Y. problem. Like, I was, I was watching Red Zone yesterday, and they were just showing, like, some of the attempts that he was throwing in his direction, and they were just off target, missing them, just like, ugh, it's just kind of wild, so it did look good that uh, they could support a second wide receiver, it seems like the second wide receiver is always good in that offense, so guys will 
I won't mention him in my list, but Zach Pascal may be a guy you could target in deeper leagues, but he's just not garnishing the targets that he was like in week one. Now he's been three targets back-to-back uh, games. He's a wide receiver seven, drafted as a wide receiver two in the start of the season. It's terrible. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I never liked that matchup together with those two, so I, I don't believe it's T.Y. But in terms of fantasy, I mean, it's a disappointment. I mean, no, it's not a single game over 10 fantasy points. Definitely not what you want. I mean, he's leading in targets, but uh, it just, it's just a big disappointment overall. So, um, you lead in targets when there's 14 people getting them. That's true. <laughs> oh, mine is unfortunately Kenyon Drake. And it's not per se Lee Kenyon Drake, but it kind of is. He's not running that well either. Um, but this is a guy you got at the end of the first round. He's a first-round pick. Again, he's not playing horrible. I mean, in terms of uh, where, if you got him in the early third round, you'd say, I have a great player right here playing pretty decent for the most part. For the most part. But his fantasy points have gone down every single week since week one. I mean, he's barely using the passing game and again it's not per se his fault but chase Edmonds seeing 17 targets compared to his five right now he hasn't had a 100 yard game yet this season the only thing that's good for him he's averaging like 16 carries a game which is great but uh one touchdown on the season i mean he was averaging five targets a game last year now he only has five targets on the entire season through the first month um definitely a big disappointment after getting him in the first round and probably many people's drafts who seem to like him as a nice breakout this year so, sorry, Kenyon Drake, but you're definitely a disappointment right now. But let's go over to the section topic of the night, coaches' adjustments. So, we're one month in the season. You know, let's talk about some players we can help our fantasy teams out and improve them, either by buying a low player or selling a high player. So, um, Jibs, tell me your one buy low right now after the first month. It's funny you just mentioned him. It's Kenyon Drake. This guy plays in a high-powered offense. He hasn't really done much, but like it's pretty funny that we worried about Devin Singletary and Josh Allen stealing touchdowns, and now like we drafted Kenyon Drake like top sixteen. I like I wasn't really high on him, but he was a pretty much a round one, round two pick, and he's just not producing. Like Kyle Murray's kind of siphoning some touchdowns. He does have Chase Edmonds like getting eight touches a week. He's killing his reception total, but, like, I don't know. Like, I think, like, if you're in a good position in your league, you could definitely get a quality RB, I guess I guess a high-end RB, too. I think the touchdown's going to come back in his direction eventually, but this guy's still getting 18 touches a week. You really can't ask for that, and you can't really find that on the waiver wire. Like, would you change, if you had James Robinson, would you trade James Robinson right now for Kenyon Drake? If he was my RB3, I would. What if he was your RB2? I think I would still. What about Gurley? Oh, <laughs> get out of here. Okay, okay. Um, let me think of one more. Maybe Joe Mixon. Did you trade Joe Mixon away to get Kenyon Drake? After his oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I just wanted that. I feel like Joe Mixon and uh, Kenyon Drake are kind of in the same boat. Somewhat, yeah. Definitely. They're in that same, I think, similar tier right now. What about Chris Carson? No. Nah. No, you wouldn't trade Chris Carson for Kenyon nah. Drake. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to gauge where you're That's about where they're all right there ranked most likely. So, all right, cool. So, let me go over to my buy low, and it's DJ Moore, guys. 
Gigi Moore could have been my disappointment for one month, absolutely easily, but uh, you know, I wanted to mix it up a little bit there. So DJ Moore not having the best start of the season. I mean, I think he's like wide receiver. I think outside the top 30 wide receivers right now. Um, I mean, he's second on the team though in targets. Uh, and he's got a pretty easy schedule on the horizon, and that's kind of why I want to buy low. I mean, he's got New Orleans and Chicago, not the best, but he's got Atlanta twice, and he's going to go up against Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, and those Denver, Green Bay. Those are pretty easier, much easy match, much easier matchups right now to kind of go up against. They're going to probably be hiding games again against kind of more pristine offenses, uh, and he's seen more deep targets. And that's probably why he's probably not being as effective as he was. I mean, his targets per reception goes went down from 13.5, uh, oh, up, I'm sorry, to 17.3. And his targets, uh, his yards per target goes from 8.1 to 9.2. And he's got no touchdowns on the season. So at this point, in his only 12 games left or 11 games left, I guess, with the bye, He's got to get some touchdowns here and there, and he's going to probably continue to see over probably 100 targets this season. You want to buy low on him, and if you can go out there and maybe go out and get him for, let me just look right now, who's the wide receivers right now I'd want to give up for him. Like, I probably would want to give up Will Fuller, maybe, you know. Maybe see if you could get Snag Juju or something from him, or maybe, um, I can't even think who else. Uh, I don't even like anyone else. Maybe Odell. Like, things, people like that, or I'd be okay trading away to get a guy like DJ Moore because I think he still has a chance to really shine this coming season. So, we go from the buy lows, we go to the sell highs. Jibs, who's your sell high right now? Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> We're just going around sync, baby. Yeah. Uh, keep, keep it up. Like me, like I think, like last game was the the upside of what we thought the Browns could be last year when the whole game got together, and I don't believe that's going to be the case every week. The Cowboys they give up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers, maybe half the point, uh, half the yardage, over two hundred yards per game to the wide receivers. So they're not as worse as the Seahawks, who did all right from last week, but. At the end of the day, the Browns are just rushing offense. I mean, we all know that. They're, they're going to get – they had 300 yards rushing yesterday. And Odell Beckham, yeah, he's been pretty good on the tubs, touchdowns this week. I mean, uh, this year. But other than that, like, you look at his game log last year, like, he's just hovering around, like, 10, 13 points in PPR leagues. And I just don't think, like, his uh, touchdowns are going to be sustainable going forward. So if you could get him – off your roster for a premium player that you consider, I would do so. Okay. While his name's hot this week. Okay. Um, definitely very hot. He was he was one of my players too, but let me give you guys a different one. Um, Melvin Gordon, Jared McKinnon, guys. I, I know I said don't trade running backs, and probably shouldn't. But uh, if you could get a better value out of a running back, maybe giving them away for like a with a wide receiver or something to get like maybe Josh Jacobs. Maybe get Kareem Hunt, maybe. I would consider doing that. I mean, Melvin Gordon's coming off a great game against the Jets, which isn't great, really, but Phil Lindsay's coming back soon. Jared McKinnon, why wow, he looks really good. Um, 
who knows that when Raheem Moza comes back, it, how his role kind of changes. Even Tevin Coleman, even though maybe he's jumped Tevin Coleman at this point, but you don't know how their roles are going to change. He could be the bell cow, but um, again, like Melvin Gordon is probably a better option to want to trade now before Philip Lindsay gets back on the team next week and we see a difference in his fantasy production. So he's another. Let me ask you this, though. What's up? Because I know you have a lot of shares, but you have pretty good shares of this guy. Ronald Jones. Because this would be like the perfect kind of sell high scenario for you. Hasn't really like did that much this year, but given the window with Fournette and McCoy being down, would you like consider moving him? Yeah, absolutely. I would. I would sell high on him. Absolutely, hundred percent would sell high on him if if I got the right trade. Like if I could get, if I could get maybe Antonio Gibson right now. Probably not as easily. Maybe if people who are down on James Conner, maybe. Maybe do that. Like I would trade. Maybe even David Montgomery right now. If I could trade these guys, maybe get for Ronald Jones seems less likely. But off a pretty okay performance this past week, um, I would consider doing it. Maybe Ronald Jones and a maybe um, a mid tier wide receiver for Miles Sanders, who's playing, who hasn't played that great right now. Uh, I would do it. Or even Kenyon Drake. Those are the players. I mean, yeah, I say yeah. It'd be hard to trade Ronald Jones because I know Leonard Fournette's there. But if you if someone wants to sell high, buy high, or buy him, uh, you know, pull the trigger because he's going to be a they're going to be a headache that backfield all season. So, and now we're done with the coaches' adjustments, and now we go to cut or keep jibs. Uh, right before we get to the waivers, these players we might want to cut them to pick up the new waivers we're about to pick. Talk about a few quarterbacks. Again, there's a couple in each position here: Philip Rivers, Daniel Jones. Right now, jibs. You cutting these guys? Both, both the cuts. I would cut Rivers. I might hold on to Daniel Jones. He does play the Cowboys next week, so okay. I might consider holding on to him. Maybe you have Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, or Matthew Stafford. I would consider at least a one more week if you can to see if if he can go balls out against a defense who doesn't let anyone throw on them. So I would considering it. Um, I had Chase Edmonds here, but that seems like unnecessary now because he's definitely a keep. Um, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, are we holding these guys still? After four, after a month? I'll hold Madison. Cook got a little shook up back there. He did, yes. Last touchdown run. So I think that's a hold. And Pollard, he did get a little extra work yesterday, I guess, because they were just doing the garbage time thing like they normally do the last couple weeks. So he has appeal, but like he's more of a cut to me still because I don't think they're going to be throwing 500 yards a game consistently or 450 and Hines uh, hold on to him does seem to get a little work um, they're rotating their backs a lot more as the last couple weeks so and he has some value in PPR leagues yeah no uh, I don't mind it uh, for me Tony Pollard is definitely a cut I just he, I think he's just strictly a backup really unless you were the Z colder you can hold on to him Madison I would definitely not cut no matter if you're the, the cook owner or not because you can just see at some point Dalvin Cook's in a catch up with his injury bug that everyone seems to be having at some point. I think it's going to happen at some point. I hate to wish that on somebody, but Madison is just too valuable to let go. Uh, Hines, if you need to, I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't feel of a comfortable starting him unless I'm really in a situation, but the way this running back situation is going this year, you may need to hold on to him. I'm just not seeing enough value in his ability to do well. This Colts offense is so blah right now, so don't want to hold on to him that, that badly. Uh, let's go to the wide receivers. Darius Slayton. You hold on to Darius Slayton? Hold. Hold. T.Y. Hilton? 
keeping. I'm holding for at least one more week if I have, if I can. Uh, Preston Williams. I'll cut him. He's like on waivers. He might be on more waivers than actually on rosters, but if people holding on to him, hoping for hope, it's a cut now at this point, guys. Get rid of him. Michael Gallup playing kind of poor three of the four weeks. I gotta keep him. If I drafted him, I didn't though. I drafted him. You gotta keep him. I think he's better than anyone really out there we could mention tonight, so by a long shot, he could be better. This high-power offense, even though he hasn't been that productive you just can't anthony miller right now after another poor week that's a cut yeah i think he's a cut until he can prove that he can play two games relatively good aj green i'm still holding on to him yeah you have to give him a little bit more time i think you're gonna want to probably cut him after these next two weeks but he could end up being a great uh, pick up, or even if you want to buy low on him right now i would consider it even after next week they play baltimore and the colts uh, yeah, those are some tough matchups. So, um, let's see what's next here. We have Marvin Jones Jr. Oh, cut him. Yeah, very dis dis distant. I mean, he's not been very well at all this season. Just 139 yards on thir 19 targets. Uh, definitely, I think a cut for me. What about Brandon Cooks? Hate the weird to say this. Oof. I want to cut him, but I also want to hold on to him to see like what like this new like play calling and like offensive like philosophy brings to the Texans yeah no I honestly agree with you I honestly had him as a cut but now that with the news that broke here I'm intrigued to see what happens they have some pretty decent matchups over the next three weeks like I'm excited about these next three matchups Jacksonville Tennessee and Green Bay I would love to just give them another week or two to see what happens if you need to cut them I get it but I think you may want to try to hold on to him and see if maybe this offense does change with the new coaching regime, whoever that may be. So, And then tight ends. Mike Gusecki, uh, not really playing that well, Jibs, unfortunately. I hate to say that about my own guy, but, I mean, not very well right now. I mean, him or Dalton Schultz right now. I'm taking Schultz all day. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Uh, right now so uh i mean let me see hold on real quick let me just find one more player maybe mo alley cox or mike gusecki i'll still dabble with gusecki like he had a hard matchup last week yeah I and mean, people liked his matchup but i knew that seattle played pretty strong against titans even without jamal adams there i'd probably hold on to him and hope this defense kind of this offense kind of can change some things up here a little bit for sure, but if you need it, if you want to get a different guy out there, there's really not much long out there. So, and what about Logan Thomas? Uh, he's off my rosters. He failed me as my uh, little sleeper of the week. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm I'm off the train too at this point. I, the targets might be there, but they're just not being turned into fantasy production. I just it just seems very worthless to have a guy like that right now on my roster who's not getting the production. Targets might help for. To want to get him, but you have to keep him by yeah, getting the production. Exactly. So uh, that is our cut or keep section, guys. Now we're over to the waivers. Um, before we get to that, though, uh, bye weeks, Lions and Packers on bye. So you're going to need to fill some replacements. Uh, real quick, Jibs, I'm just going to go over what we did last week. Um, my top five was Justin Jefferson, who hit Alan Lazar. We all know. Well, we don't know if you didn't hear, but he's out for an extended period of time. Um, Jeff Wilson didn't really do that well. Carlos Hyde 
was out, and uh, Gabriel Davis scored a touchdown, which is good. Um, the guy from Atlanta who's playing tonight came and say his name, starts with a Z. Uh, who knows what's happening? Jibs, you got Jeff Wilson, obviously didn't do that well. Jeff, Justin Jefferson did. Greg Ward didn't have the best game, unfortunately, but uh, that was just a weird Eagles offense last night. Chase Claypool was out, and then Brian Hill, we'll find out tonight if his thing went well, and Jared Goff didn't have the best game, but you were talking about long-term instead of just one week, so. And now we're going to waivers, and Jibs, we'll start with you. Who's your number one waiver pickup of the week? So I noticed this happening a little bit before, um, I guess, Sunday's stuff, like Sunday sleep happened, but I've noticed a lot of Malcolm Brown on waiver wires, so... He'll be my number one. I know he's kind of owned more in leagues, but he'll be the priority at. But for me, you got to go get Justin Jackson. Like, you just got to speculate on the situation. He'll be my number one at this week. All right. I don't hate that. I don't have Malcolm Brown on my list, really. Um, not for any particular reason, but I just uh, the backfield is so confusing if they switch things up next week or not, or if, if Cam Akers comes back. But he's definitely a worthy of a pickup if you're in desperate need of running back right now, for sure. Uh, my number one pickup, and this may be on a lot of people's list, but I think it, it's necessary, guys. And it's uh, Dearness Johnson, the Cleveland Browns running back. And obviously Nick Chubb's out for probably six weeks, more than likely. And yes, Kareem Hunt's probably going to take the majority of the workload, but Kareem Hunt's also banged up too. And the biggest thing I noticed was it wasn't that Johnson just got garbage time at the end of the game. It was the first half. He went five carries for 52 yards in the first half. He ran. Like, he ran well. Like, people were like, oh, that's Kareem Hunt right there. And they're like, the announcer's like, oh, nope, that's Johnson. Like, he ran very well. And... He should probably see, I would say, a, I would say probably Kareem Hunt sees 60 and Johnson sees like 40% of the, uh, the carries this week or the snaps or whatever it may be for running backs. And that's kind of what I want to see. And it may not be great early on, so don't go spend a lot of fab right now on a guy like Johnson. I think it's a smart move to make if you're desperate for a running back, but they do play some tough matchups over the next few weeks. And then they get Cincinnati, the Raiders, and then Houston. Those are some great matchups, but unfortunately, you have to get him now. He's not going to be out there, or if you want to wait, maybe after these two weeks, he's a guy who's going to be picked up, and you can pick him up easily because he's had bad weeks. But they're going to try to run the ball. I don't think Kareem Hunt just takes his whole work a little by himself, and Johnson's going to get in there. And Again, we'll find out early next week if he's going to stick around. So that's why it's a risky pick, but he's probably could be the best pick because what if Kareem Hunt gets hurt? And then Johnson's the top guy in a heavy run offense. So I have to be Johnson in my eyes to, to use him as a possibly month-long replacement to a running back need right now. Um, and number two, Jibs, who's your number two waiver pickup? Yeah, same guy. He's my number two. Okay. Uh, we all saw my, I'm just going to add on to that whole thing. So Nick Chubb and Fremont both profile on a strong RB2s week-to-week basis. And now we're projecting Kareem Hunt to be in that RB1 role. So you got to figure, like, the Ernest Thompson could be, like, a RB3 in that offense given the role that he will kind of walk get, like walk right into. How much are you, Fab, are you spending on a guy like that? Oof, I spent some Fab already. But I don't think I got that much dollars left. Uh, some people <laughs> got some was, dollars. Not yet, but uh, I think a nice uh, $25 bid would be good. Yeah, I'm okay 25%. with... Yeah, I'm okay with 25% too. 20, 25%? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I wouldn't go over 30 unless you were desperate for a running back. Like, you lost, like, 
he lost, I don't know. I don't know who he would have lost enough to lose that, but I would probably stick at 25, and I wouldn't be able to go higher because you just don't know. You don't know. It's risky. Um, so my number two is Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy Bridgewater, again, mostly for the week, but, again, can play him season long too. Uh, he had a fantastic game on Sunday. This is his first real good game on this past Sunday here. And then he gets the Falcons, who allow the most fantasy points up to quarterbacks um, next week. I want that on my team. He's got an offense around him. And you're just going to get a high-power scoring matchup in Week 5. Say you have lost Rodgers or Stafford. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, could fill in real nice for you this coming week and put up big fantasy numbers for you this coming week. So, Yeah, so he's my number two. And Jibs, on to your number three. He's still my number five, but I have a backup. So I'm going to go with Scotty Miller. No, sure? no, no, no. Yeah, I'll go Scotty Your number three option to pick up. Okay. Yeah, so obviously... I'm not expecting Tom Brady and the Bucks to go ham and score five touchdowns every game, but there has to be, and it's also established that Tom Brady could definitely carry two wide receivers on that team. So while Godwin's not looking like he's going to be playing this week with a hamstring injury, I'm definitely intrigued. I'm picking up Scotty Miller off the waiver wire to fill some wide receiver needs during a bye week or even possibly some more COVID uh, uh, hits. Yeah. But hopefully not. I like Scotty Miller. I don't hate his pick up there. Um, he had a really good game this past week here. 80 yards. What? 80 yards and a touchdown, something like that this past week? Uh, yeah, 83, 80. 5, and a touchdown. Yeah, that's a pretty great lineup. If Chris Godwin definitely is out next week, definitely worthy of a pickup to fill in for some wide receiver buys for sure. Um, my number three, um, I had Justin Jackson, but I moved him down just one spot here. Uh, it's Chase Edmonds, guys. And if he's still out there. I would want to pick him up right now. I just want to hold on to him. I, you know, Justin Jackson could be a starter, but I'd rather hold on to a guy like Chase Edmonds right now because he's not seeing, he's seeing an okay to possibly start him as a desperate flex right now, but maybe something changes with, you know, Kenyon Drake right now. Maybe they get Chase Edmonds more involved. I don't know, but I would want to try to hold on to him. He's like an Alexander Madison thing where it's not injury related, but like it's possibly just like the, the coaching staff likes Chase Edmonds more. And I want to hold on to a guy like that. Again, he may not be as out there as many, but he's. I think it was like 34% he was available, uh, only owned, I think, in fantasy leagues right now. So I'd want to go pick him up and hold on to him if you can. If you can, I understand. Um, that's going to be the next guy on my list I'll mention. But if you can, if you're a championship contender right now and you don't have any needs, I would try to get Chase Edmonds and just kind of hold on to him. So. And, Jibs, you're number four. So... It's going to be Traquan Smith. He scored two touchdowns last week, and he caught 54. Uh, he had 54 yards on four catches. Like, I hope next week doesn't be a situation where we're just kind of guessing if Michael Thomas is going to play or not, and then we find out, hey, guess what? They're by week six, so he could sit down for and get an like, extra three-week rest kind of in a way. So I hope the Saints don't pivot, but – just in case, Traquan Smith has been steadily like the last three games when Thomas has been out, although it's kind of a boomer bust play, but he's been kind of consistent in his role so far. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely is somewhat of a uh, been a riser. Uh, hopefully, Michael Thomas is not back yet, but we all definitely need him back. But. Uh, definitely, if Michael Thomas is out another week, I mean, yeah, Smith seems to be have a strong role with uh, Drew Brees right now and con- controlling that uh, 
one wide receiver one B or B L or A right now in this offense here. So don't mind that. Uh, my fourth one is Justin Jackson. Uh, Austin Eckler, as we know, guys, is going to miss time. And I know Joshua Kelly looked good in week two. But over the past two weeks, he has not looked that well. Dealt with some fumbling issues. He could J- Justin Jackson could be a fumble away from being a full-time starter. And the only reason is that, like, the defense is put this week is definitely going to be bad. Um, so that's my concern. So I want to go throw him up there real quickly. Um, I'm not fully impressed what I've seen out of Jackson so far this year. So... And I think Kelly will stay involved in this offense, so that's why I don't have him higher on my list. You could argue that he's the number three right now on my board if you were in a running back needy team. Um, then, yeah, definitely. But uh, he's definitely someone, if you're needy, you definitely should go pick up because he is, like, like I said, one fumble away from being a starter this in the NFL right now. And Eckler's probably out for at least four weeks. So uh, Justin Jackson is my number four pickup. And, Jibs, your final pickup. Oh, my final pickup. It would be Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm going to give a deep league sleeper Ooh. on the waiver wire. And it's going to be Nelson Aguilar. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so oh. that's like break glass in the case of an emergency type deal. But the Raiders are down. Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs, another game. Obviously, they need someone else to pick up the work, too. We saw him catch four catches for a touchdown. He kind of just snagged it from the safety against his opponent last week. So I think if you really, 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 really need somebody, you go get Nelson Aguilar. But also look at Zach Pascal. He seems to have Philip Rivers' eyes, even though you want to get a receiver on a low-value passing offense. You're not allowed to talk no more on this podcast, man. Nelson Aguilar? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, now uh, he looked pretty okay. I mean, he was catching balls. That, that's the big thing that was about Nelson Aguilar's career. Was it dropped a lot of balls, but he looked pretty good on Sunday. That's for sure. So I don't hate that, Jibs. Definitely for the deep stash. Uh, that's a that's a glimmer, maybe hope in there. So uh, my last one. Uh, it's a combo of two. It's Dalton Schultz. If he's still out there, guys, please pick him up. I don't care unless you have. Waller, Andrews, uh, Kittle, or Kelsey, or maybe Zach Ertz, go get Dalton Schultz. He needs to be in your starting lineup. 24 targets over the last three weeks here now. Posted what tight end one numbers basically every week. And he should be rostered. I, this is a high-power offense that continues to throw the ball like 40-plus times a game. You want Dalton Schultz as your number one tight end right now. Go and get him. He's going to put you numbers up. And then I wrote Kirk Cousins. He's got Seattle this week if you need a quarterback. Uh, yeah, I expect a shootout out of this game and I expect Kirk Cousins to put up at least 25 fantasy points in this coming week. So uh, those are my last uh, top waiver pickups of the week. And then always, guys, we're going to go over the other waivers that could possibly be out there for you to help you out. Um, Teddy Bridgewater we mentioned. We mentioned uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, again, Justin Herbert, if he starts next week, Philip Rivers, Drew Locke, Jimmy G coming off injury. Drew Locke may not be coming back this week, but he's someone just to know now. Daniel Jones, we kind of mentioned him. Derek Carr, he's like 9-0 touchdown-interception ratio. And then, of course, don't forget the biased people who are on buys. Ryan Tannehill, guys. Uh, anyone that you like there in particular, Jibs? I like Teddy Bridgewater the best. I like, after that, Ryan Tannehill if they play, Derek Carr, and Herbert. Yeah, I don't hate it. Herbert's definitely a nice long-term one. I mean, Tennessee is definitely uh, Tennessee. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is definitely someone I'd consider. 
Um, just be ready, guys, because this it could be another another rescheduling. So just keep your eyes on these waivers now. Even if you think you're okay, just be prepared for anything right now, just in the general sense. Derek Carr is okay next week. I mean, versus Kansas City, not hate it. Um, RBs, Justin Jackson, kind of mentioned him already. Dearness Johnson, we mentioned him. Jibs mentioned Malcolm Brown. Um, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, if, if McCoy's out for a while, Keyshawn Vaughn had some catches there last week on Sunday. Travis Homer, if Carlos Hyde is out. Brian Hill, Jibs mentioned him last week. Frank Gore, I mean, he's still putting up things. Chase Edmonds kind of mentioned him. Darrington Evans, kind of a stash. And uh, Drontel Hiller, uh, he's the other... Browns running back right now, guys. He could be. He could end up being the, the backup. Who knows? Just so keep your eyes on that if you're in the deeper leagues and you can get one of these guys. Uh, Jibs, anyone that stands out to you? I was gonna give a little key note to Keyshawn Vaughn. Go for I think it. What I saw like in his limited role last week was pretty good. Yeah, he didn't but, play horrible. But those guys that we mentioned in our waiver segment and the guys that you listed right before them were definitely more priority. Yeah, you definitely want to get those guys first, guys, for sure. Uh, over to wide receiver, uh, Tim Patrick, monster week this past week, uh, over 20 fantasy points. Uh, Traquan Smith, Jibs mentioned, and Scotty Miller. David Moore had a really big game this past week, too. Uh, Cole Beasley played really well. Gabriel Davis had a touchdown. Uh, Donar Mooney, I keep on telling him about him. He played more snaps than uh, Anthony Miller and everything. Zach Pascal, Jibs kind of mentioned before. T. Higgins continues to see more work lately. Uh, Christian Kirk, I've seen him as a lot of drops. Uh, Davisius Chenault should still not be out there. Greg Ward, Sammy Watkins, Nikhil Harry tonight. Golden Tate, big good matchup next week. Chase Claypool, James Washington. Anyone, Jibs, that you want to just... For me... For like the lower end guys, definitely David Moore. Gabriel Davis like seems like he's just gonna be flying for touchdowns, but you can't really get like that much production. Guys gotta picture all it up. Watkins, if he's there, yes, he's boomer bust, but he is on a productive team too. Yeah, I really like Tim Patrick, uh kinda standing out right now in this Denver offense here. Uh he'd be someone I'd really wanna try to go out there and grab right now. Uh, Cole Beasley, I think I'd want I'd want to go after him. Zach Pascal in maybe deeper leagues. I'd want to have T Higgins on my team a little bit. I wouldn't be rushing to get him, but I would definitely want to. Uh, like you said, the vicious Chenault. Sammy Watkins has played really well, and if he plays well again tonight, I'd probably pick him almost over any one of these play- these players right now. Uh, it really depends on how he does tonight. And then we'll go over to the tight ends, uh, Jibs, and again Drew Sample, Jordan Aikens, Rob Gonkowski. Uh, Cameron Bray is a, more of a deeper guy. David Schultz, kind of mentioned him. Moali Cox, uh, Jimmy Graham, Logan Thomas, even though we said he's a droppable guy. But if you need a tight end and you're in a deeper league, I mean, yeah. And Eric Ebron. Uh, anyone you want to mention here, Jibs? For this group, is Rob Gronkowski and Schultz. Um, leaving that afterwards will be... Mo'Ally Cox and with that matchup next week, and then Jordan Aikens. Hopefully yeah. they don't get tra- – oh, mention Trey Burton too. Like he was getting some very good looks in the offense. I don't know if they were just trying to get him up speed or whatnot, but he's also the tight end opposite of Mo'Ally Cox. Yes, yeah, definitely another good option right there. I don't hate any of these guys. Uh, Jimmy Graham, 
Uh, wouldn't hate him either if you wanted to go out and get him. Not a sexy option, but again, last week was a really bad week for tight ends against the Colts, so he could bounce back a little bit there. I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, David Schultz and Gronk are the best two, and Jordan Aikens, and if he's healthy, I wouldn't mind picking him up as oh, well. Schultz. I'm reading your freaking notes. What'd I say? David in there. Oh, Dalton Schultz. I don't know why I wrote David. Dalton Schultz, guys, my bad. You know I do this at least once a day. I mess someone's name up. So, uh, But those are the waiver pickups, guys. Um, hopefully this was helpful to help you guys pick your waivers. Again, remember, don't overspend, but get what you got to get and go from there. So if you have any questions throughout the week, uh, you can always visit us at www.thefantasycoaches.com. You can send us emails. We'll answer your questions for you uh, on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Sorry if anyone was listening and we missed your guys' starting sick questions this past week. That's my fault. Had some issues. Uh, but uh, we'll make sure we'll make sure we answer all your guys' questions next Sunday as well. Uh, you can always hit us up on our personal accounts at Coach Stephen P. I take Hancho. I take Hancho. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Tune in to tomorrow. Uh, we were actually having another episode doing some real or not kind of first month kind of thing that these players are. And then obviously on Thursday, you'll be hearing about our start and sits episode with me and Coach Jibs. And we'll get that going for you for week five, guys. So thank you for listening. Tune in tomorrow and Thursday and Friday, whatever day we're here for. And thank you for listening. Take care and have a good one. The back is not far-fetched. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like Cooper Scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like Zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the future. All players cover this nuts as legumes Opponents are doomed and these are the facts I keep it 100 like I'm running track And listen up Jack, I'ma head back Back to the blowing that, blowing that, blowing that Yo. The back is not far-fetched We got a